Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast with co-hosts Jacob and Terry. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. what's going on hey jacob it's nice to finally meet you for sure man hey everybody we are doing an instagram live tonight this is jeff from the financial pupil i'm super excited to have him on here with us um we've actually been kind of working together and collaborating together for quite some time and we're just super excited to kind of be just diving into his story a little bit more tonight and hearing more about what he's doing over at the financial pupil so jeff do you just want to kick us off by sharing a little bit more about sort of your background, where you come from, what you're interested in, that type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jacob, for uh, having me on today. This is exciting. I think you've got the whole podcast voice down. But I'm from Canada, Toronto, Canada, and I'm 18. I will be attending Harvard University in two months, which is exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Sort of a bit about me and my background and my introduction to personal finance is when I was like 13, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad classic personal finance book and got super into personal finance. And my dream was to be like a real estate investor slash entrepreneur. And surprisingly, I brought this to my mom, brought these ideas to my mom, who at the time was a real estate investor. And she was like, oh, no, you got to like work hard, get into a good school, get a good job, right? So sort of turned me away for a couple of years. And obviously, I got into high school. And as you know, Jacob, you're very busy in high school, you know, you don't really have time to think about these things. But right, so I got into high school. And then just last year, I was graduating, and I got into Harvard University. And I was all like, ready to go when they were like, Oh, wait, COVID-19, you're international, we don't actually want you on campus. <laughs> so then I was like, Okay, well, I don't really want to attend if I'm not going to be able to attend in person. So I decided to take a gap year, like ending now. But during this gap year, I've sort of like rekindled my passion for personal finance. I started my own blog, Financial Pupil, where I cover a whole bunch of personal finance topics. And right now I'm just trying to learn more about personal finance and the finance world in general and share as much as I'm learning on my journey. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. That's so cool. So one thing that just came to mind there was you mentioned that your parents weren't exactly the most supportive of your new passion and kind of what you wanted to do with your life. What would be your advice to teens out there who might have the same problem? Maybe they have a passion, but their parents can't exactly get behind it. That's a great question. And I think it's something that a lot of teens might struggle with, just like unsupportive parents of your dreams. But my advice would be to surround yourself with friends and peers who do support you and who do kind of have the same vision as you. Because I generally find that your friends have more of an impact on like what you do and your thoughts and opinions and even like the career path that you choose than your parents do. So that would be my quick tidbit of advice. I like that. And then the second thing I wanted to mention was you said you got into Harvard. That's just so insane. So impressive, man. So what was that process like? Yeah, yeah. Good question. I get, I get asked this quite a bit. But 
basically I am a competitive golfer. So especially during high school, I spent my days, not my days, I was in school during the day, but I spent like all of my afternoons on the golf course, grinding it out and competing. And I got lucky enough that in grade 11, I started reaching out to all these golf coaches and struck up this connection with the Harvard golf coach. And he came out and watched me a few times golf. And it was this pretty like long and rigorous process. But, you know, he narrowed down his selection to a few people and then flew me and this other kid down to Harvard for an official visit to like stay a couple nights. And that, that was really fun. And then in the end, he invited me to be on the golf team. So that's sort of my journey. And I would say, because I feel like this might be your next question. It's like, do you have any advice for kids who want to take this route? I would say that if you are trying to get into an Ivy League school or a top 20 school, what they are looking for, and this is a myth that people commonly get wrong. People think that you need to be a well-rounded student. I'm sure that, you know, Jacob, you've heard that term a bajillion times, like, oh, you got to be a well-rounded student. That's actually a bit of a misnomer because what admissions officers are actually looking for is a well-rounded student body. So they don't want every single student to be on student council and do debate and play an instrument and also be good at sports. They want one kid who's extremely good at debate and another kid who's extremely good at their sport. And then another one who's like a math wizard. So they want a well-rounded student body full of kids that excel in their own pursuit. That's a long way of going about it. But basically my advice is find one or two things in which you can really niche down on and get super good at, and then just pursue those with like a passion. And I think that will definitely help your chances of admission into a good university. So basically you're just recommending kind of focus on specialization more than like generalization. And I think that's, it's almost easier to do that too. I feel like it's a lot easier to be super involved in one or two things, like you said, get super good at that than to be trying to balance so many different things on your plate. So great advice there. One thing I'm curious about is how do you have this insane level of motivation and drive to go out there and do all of this? You know, you started this blog, you just got into Harvard, you know, you're only 18 years old. How do you have this motivation to do all of this? Well, you know, I'm very flattered <laughs> if you put it that way. But I think that a part of my motivation definitely comes from my mom. She's a big role model for me, although she can be very uh, strict and, and a bit of a tiger mom sometimes. I do respect her and look up to her immensely. And this is going to be interesting to anyone who's like interested in financial freedom that's listening to this call right now. But my mom used to work in like the financial industry, like a W-2 job you know, making a salary. And one day she just decided like, I want to spend more time with my kids. I'm not present enough at home and I'm spending too much time at my job. I want to, you know, like be home more. And she also had read Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad and sort of looked at real estate investing as an avenue to achieve financial freedom. So what she did is she would go to sleep at like 11 and then wake up at three every single day and go on the MLS, for those people who don't know, that's like a real estate website, and just look at properties every single morning until she found ones that matched her criteria. And that's how she ended up buying a couple properties that enabled her to, that basically 
cash flowed enough that it would cover, you know, her bills and make it so that she was financially free. And that truly like inspired me. And I think that I get a lot of my motivation, you know, from her. That's so cool. Next, let's talk about your blog, The Financial Pupil. You said you started that in your gap year, kind of rekindled your passion for, for finance. And so what exactly was the reasoning behind starting the blog? What exactly are you trying to accomplish over there? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that it sort of started as a way for me to almost like build something and leave something behind. Because if you think about any W-2 job or, or most W-2 job, you're working for this corporation and any like piece of, of uh, effort that you put in benefits the corporation and, and benefits the CEO slash the partners on top. And you're helping them build their vision and their dream. But in the end, you're just another dispensable employee. Like if you die the next day, that's a harsh way to put it. But if you die the next day, they will find someone to replace you, right? And it sort of started as a way for me to leave something behind sort of like every week I post twice. So I figured after X amount of years, like 20 years or something, I'll have built up this huge repertoire of my writing and my thoughts and my beliefs. And that's going to be something which is, is going to be there for, you know, maybe my kids or my grandkids to look back on and see how, how their parents or how their grandparents' parent felt when he was their age and what he was going through. And also an equally important factor is that I do really care about personal finance. And I think that it's not taught in school enough. It's like in my time at high school, I don't know if this is different for you, Jacob, but in my time at high school, it wasn't taught at all to me. Like, I don't know if it was brought up for you, but I just like, yeah, like in my head, that doesn't make any sense because not everyone needs to know the capitals of every single state slash province, but almost everyone needs to deal with money. So why is that the one topic which isn't covered in school? So that just confused me. And I'm sure that's part of the reason why you started Teen Financial Freedom. But yeah, I, I was just looking for a way to sort of give back in a way. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Basically, you're just trying to document the journey for, like you said, your kids and grandkids um, and just to see where you were at this moment, but also, like you said, kind of make an impact and leave something behind. And that's just a good motivation to start that blog. Mm -hmm. Like you said, something that was going through our mind as well when we mm -hmm. started Financial Freedom. We were just looking to impact other teens and make a difference with personal finance, because like you said, it's just not taught here in America either. I've taken one personal finance class at my high school, but that was it. And I feel like if we have, like you said, four years of history or geography, why don't we have four years of personal finance? I think that's something that we get really fired up about. And we're looking to change here in the school systems in America. So great motivation to start your blog. Um, I want to touch on real quick, what are some pieces of financial advice you might have for other teenagers? Like, what are your, let's say, one, two, maybe three main pieces of advice you would have for teens who want to start improving their financial situation, but don't necessarily know where to start? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a solid question. I would say number one piece of advice is to educate themselves. So go on websites like yours and watch YouTube videos of people like Graham Stephen and just like there's 
quite a bit of material online, not necessarily in the school system, but online, which teaches you about budgeting, investing, saving. So I would say the first step is definitely try and like develop this mindset of ongoing learning and ongoing improving in regards to personal finance, because especially in today's day and age, everything's like changing so quickly. So that'd be my number one piece of advice. And then also for number two and three, it's just purely, I guess, financial things, which would be apply for a credit card if you haven't already and use it responsibly as in spend like 20, 30 bucks a month and then pay it off by the end of the month. And that will help your financial situation a lot in the future because that'll build your credit score and you're going to have a good credit score, which means that when you do want to make a huge purchase, like buy a house and you need to take out a mortgage, which means borrow money from the bank, they'll give you a lower interest rate, which means that you basically will pay less money because you have a better credit score. And then even at like a higher level is if you haven't opened a bank account yet, open a bank account. If you haven't opened an investing account and you're not 18 yet, go to your parents and get them to open one for you and open up like a savings account. Just basic stuff like that would, will definitely help set you up for the future. For sure. And for those people who might be seeing you for the first time, where can they go to find out more about you and more about what you're doing on the blog? Just thefinancialpeople.com? Yeah, yeah. You can uh, find me on the financial pupil or financialpupil.com or you can find me on Instagram. The handle is just financialpupil. And also I am on TikTok. So it should just be financial people as well. Actually, TikTok is one of my better platforms. I have like 25K followers there or something. Cool. Okay. And I want to leave the audience with like one big actionable piece of advice from you or, or one big call to action. So what do you got for us there? That's a great question. One big call to action. I mean, there's so many. And, and I gave sort of like three-ish early on. I would say, okay, here's a good one. I would say that something that has changed my life quite a bit is podcasts, as in like every day when I drive down to work and then when I drive back, I have a podcast on and, and that takes up like an hour or two of my time. And that's really changed my mindset. So one big piece of advice that I have for the audience is to pick like one or two podcasts about personal finance that they like. It could be like the Bigger Pockets podcast or like Investing for Beginners podcast, but pick one or two that you really like and just find some time every day to like listen to an episode or two because it's like a consumable, easy way for you to learn about personal finance. It's not as dull as a book, but you will get some really good information out of it. So it's a, it's a pretty high leverage activity that you can do. So that's my advice. Awesome. Love that very much. It was just a great pleasure having you on here today, Jeff. Just thank you so much for all that you provided us with here today. And it's just going to be just an awesome opportunity working together with you in the future. Yeah, absolutely. You're um, a great host. Thank you for having me on, <laughs> Jacob. This was, this was fun. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it. 